We relive Daniel Ricciardo's stunning Chinese Grand Prix victory on today's Splash and just how he managed it. It's Monday, the 16th of April. It's time for your daily dose of Sporting Agenda, your audio edition of the Fox Sports homepage, The Splash, with your host, Phil Pryor. Yeah, Daniel Ricciardo passed five rivals on his way to winning the Chinese Grand Prix yesterday, so we will be joined in a second by motorsport journalist for Fox Sports, Will Dale, uh, who's going to tell us all about uh, just how uh, the stunning race unfolded. Also, we'll have a quick look at uh, the Commonwealth Games closing ceremony fail, uh, which had... Joe Griggs, in particular, presenter Joe Griggs, uh, spewing over that. Uh, but before uh, we immediate, before we jump into that, um, a few other really brief headlines uh, coming up now. So, in NRL, the Dragons are premiership favourites with the bookies for the first time in seven years. They're paying about five dollars fifty to go all the way. Through to the first Sunday in October now. They're the only unbeaten side after six weeks in the NRL competition. Uh, Manchester City have taken out the EPL title. Um, and there's plenty analysis on the Fox Sports website. And the boys on the Fox Football podcast spoke long and hard about that. I've, I have uh, got that podcast up and uploaded now. So go and check that out. Uh the Brumbies lost it. This was on our radar last week. The Brumbies lost to the Highlanders in New Zealand in Super Rugby. Extends the streak to 34 straight defeats for Australian franchises against New Zealand franchises. And the heartache didn't end there either with New Zealand winning both gold medals in the men's and women's uh, sevens events uh, at the Commonwealth Games, uh, the Auss- beating the Aussies, uh, the Aussie girls in the final, getting some Olympic revenge there. Uh, and did you catch up with what happened at the closing ceremony of the Commonwealth Games? Well, here's a snippet of Joe Griggs losing it. that Channel 7 has chosen not to show pictures of athletes or not to show the flag bearer, Kurt Fernley and other flag bearers from nations coming in, were the Australian rights holders. So we can only show the pictures that are provided by the actual host broadcasters. They made the decision not to have the athletes enter the stadium. They made the decision not to show the flag bearers. And I'm furious. They're actually, actually wrecking a tradition that is so important and part of Commonwealth Games. You want to see the athletes come in. You want to see them jumping in front of a camera. You want to see them celebrating 11 days of great sport. We missed out on all of that. And I tell you, they've been repaid. There's no athletes in here. And I've never seen a stadium so empty halfway through a ceremony. The hosts, the organising committee, together with the host broadcasters, just didn't get it right. It was a mistake not to include the athletes coming out into the stadium. It was their decision to have them in the stadium already before the broadcast began. So we were not able to bring you any pictures because we did not have pictures available to us to bring you. It's so wrong, Baz. We've never seen a stadium as empty as this so soon after the conclusion of the closing ceremony. And to be brutally honest, most of the athletes left during the ceremony and the speeches 
Look, we understand the dignitaries need to get their messages out there, including the Birmingham presentation, but they were way too long tonight, way too long. And dare I say it, a little self-indulgent. Uh, yeah. It, it was not necessary. <laughs> yeah, how about that? An absolute uh, comedy of errors there. And some Aussie success in uh, in motorsport uh, in the Chinese Grand Prix. Daniel Ricciardo has won uh, a massive race. Uh, Will Dale, our motorsport uh, guru, enthusiast, journalist, everything, uh, joins <laughs> us. Will, firstly, welcome in. Thank you. Thank you very much. It would have been a busy uh, 24, 48 hours for you, uh, particularly given the result of the Chinese Grand Prix. Oh, absolutely. Like it's, when, whenever, whenever Daniel Ricciardo wins a race, it's always a very big day, mm. but especially in the manner in which he won this one. Yeah. Like on Saturday afternoon, there was a strong chance that he'd probably be starting last and, last and missing qualifying entirely because he... Um, <clears throat> Excuse me, the Renault engine in the back of his Red Bull blew a turbocharger, big sheets of flame and smoke coming out of the back of the car halfway through the final practice session. Mm. That left Red Bull with the Red Bull team with just two, a bit over two hours to do a complete engine change, which Christian Horner, the team boss, said at the time, yeah, like our boys are well versed in doing this. Um, yeah, he then said after the race, actually, it takes about three. So they somehow managed to get an engine change completed in a bit over two hours. Wow. And that was important because they got him out during the first phase of qualifying with about 30 seconds to spare. They got him out with three minutes left in the session. That was enough time for him to get out of the pit lane, do his sort of out lap, start a flying lap before the checkered flag waved. Yeah. And if he hadn't have done that, he'd have started off the back of the grid. Yeah. But instead, he was able to qualify sixth. And that's what put him into a position to actually achieve what he did yesterday. And my goodness, what a race. So, what a race. Yeah, what a race. So, uh, to give it, yeah, provide a little bit of, of the background, I suppose, behind the, the track um, in this uh, Chinese GP itself and, uh, and then maybe uh, elaborate on the five amazing passes <laughs> that he pulled off to work his way up from sixth to first, uh, which is a, also a... A highlights video on the Fox Sports website I would highly recommend everyone go and check out. Absolutely. Very well constructed by our own Wilson Smith. He did a very good job on it. <laughs> well done, Wilson. <laughs> the, the China, the track in China, the Shanghai circuit, its signature is this massive over one kilometre long back straight. Now, the Renault engine isn't exactly the most powerful out compared to the Mercedes and the Ferrari, so that puts Red Bull at an instant disadvantage. Saw yep. that in qualifying. They qualified behind both Mercedes and both Ferraris. The Ferrari started on the front row of the grid and Sebastian Vettel squeezed his teammate Kimi Raikkonen in the run to the first corner and that allowed Valtteri Bottas to get around Raikkonen. So that was the, that was the start of Kimi's difficult day. <laughs> because what happened next was when it got time to the first pit stops, Bottas pitted before Vettel and there were a, little, there were a couple of issues with Vettel's in-lap into the pits um, his arrival in the pits, the stop was a little slow. It was kind of conservative after the unfortunate events that happened to Ferrari in their pit stop in Bahrain, where a mechanic had a very badly broken leg. Yeah. And by the time Vettel came out of the pits, he was behind Bottas, so they'd basically, he'd effectively lost the lead of the race. In the meantime, Raikkonen's chugging away out the front of the, at the front of the pack, still not being brought in by Ferrari, to the mm. point where Bottas and Vettel caught him and passed him, 
in the end, they brought Raikkonen in. He popped back out in sixth place, so he would have been absolutely nowhere. Had it not been for the two Toro Rosso drivers running into each other and putting debris everywhere at the hairpin, which brought out a safety car. Now, this yeah, is wow. this is what brought the Red Bulls into play because they were also quite a fair way back and not really in the hunt for the win. But the timing of the safety car call, Ferrari and Mercedes were caught napping. They, they could have just brought their cars in in time to... Do, to change onto a new set of tyres. Yep. Didn't. The two Red Bulls came in straight away and they serviced, I think, Verstappen was ahead. They brought him in, did the stop. As soon as Verstappen left the pit box, Ricardo arrived and they did the pit yep. stop. Yeah. So that got them on a fresh set of soft tyres, which was which is a softer compound than what all the other cars were on. Yeah. And they were also much newer than the tyres that the other cars were on. Yeah. And they, because they were all bunched up behind the safety car, they're all right, like yeah. they're in eyesight of the leader. Neck and so, neck. Yeah. So, when the race restarted, it was on immediately. Verstappen yeah. was all over the back of Lewis Hamilton for third place, and Ricardo was all over the back of Raikkonen for fifth place. And then started the five moves that you just mentioned before. Yeah. yeah. So... Man, this was a big question, wasn't it? It really was, <laughs> yeah. So... Ricardo has a dive at Raikkonen at the end of the back straight. His massive tyre advantage was able to let him break a lot deeper and a lot more confidently than everyone else. So yeah, he picked okay. off Raikkonen at the hairpin. Then he watched Verstappen have a stab at Hamilton around the outside at turn seven. He lost a bit of... Verstappen sort of lost a bit of grip. The car snapped sideways and sent him out into the greenery. Popped back onto the track right in front of Ricardo who was watching him thinking, uh, he's going to pop out, he pop back onto the track here and just got to make sure that I don't clean him up. Yeah. So he lifted a bit, watched Verstappen skate across the front of him and then pressed on, picked, yeah. up, picked up another position. Yeah, yeah. Then he then he pulled off this a pass on Lewis Hamilton at the end of the back straight that no one saw coming, not even Lewis Hamilton, because mm. watching, if, if you go and watch the video on the website, you think there's no way Ricardo's close enough to even have a go here. And lo and behold... Dan disagreed, mm. had a crack, break deeper than Hamilton, pass him up into third. He does the same thing to Vettel a couple of laps later, and then the final move for the win was at the circuit's other hairpin, Bot for, on Bottas for the lead. Bottas saw him coming, gave him about a car with the room, and Dan just skated down the inside and said, catches. <laughs> and yeah, that was win number six. Yeah, wow, wee. So that, uh, I mean, it's it's early days. This is the third event of the season. It, it obviously puts Ricardo right in the hunt. Where where would he be sitting now in the drivers' championship? He's now in fourth place. I don't have the exact figure in front of me of how far behind Sebastian Vettel is. I think it's about fourteen points. So yeah, yeah. about half a Grand Prix win. Yeah, um, but definitely a good place to be in. Probably a much better place than they would have expected to be in at the start of the season. And as um, as Ricardo said, when someone asked him in the press conference after the race, what would you have said if someone had told you in winter testing that Red Bull would win a race before Mercedes this year? Mm. And that's that's not happened in a long time. That yeah, Mercedes yeah. has gone the first three races without a win. Um, Holy testicles Tuesday, I think, is what he said. <laughs> that's what he would have said. Yeah, so, right. Wow. Thank, thank you, Dan. Yeah, and that and the. Mercedes having not won a, a race after three legs uh, of the Grand Prix so far, that 
that will be sort of the 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 storyline moving forward, I suppose. For sure, like it's it's not that they haven't been fast enough. Like Hamilton dominated the first half of the Australian Grand Prix and was caught caught out by the virtual safety car that allowed Vettel to win. Yeah, um, he was dealing with a gearbox issue apparently throughout that entire race, which. Sort of that chicken came home to roost at Bahrain and he copped a grid penalty. He would have been much closer to the fight for the win there. Hmm. Bottas was zeroing in on Vettel at the end of that race and could have won there had he had he had a chop. And then this weekend in China, the Ferraris were much faster in qualifying when it was quite cold, but on the warmer conditions of race day, the Mercedes had a match for them in pa- in terms of pace. And... Before had that safety car not happened in the middle of the race, Bottas was a strong chance of winning that race. So, yeah, yeah. I think it's probably it's too early f- to suggest that this is the end of Mercedes' reign. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It is interesting that both Ferrari and Red Bull are within striking distance now and can force them into these sorts of mistakes. Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, that perceived pressure, I suppose. Exactly. <laughs> Daniel Ricciardo, who one stage looked well out of this race. He's close. He's much closer than he was to Hamilton. Oh, look, he's got the slipstream. He's going, he's going, he's going. And Sebastian Vettel is gone. Daniel <laughs> Ricciardo is up into second place. But from his teammate, Daniel Ricciardo, he hasn't put a foot wrong yet. That right rear of Bottas looks even worse Here now. Here we go. Bottas covers go. it off, but he can't cover it off totally. Ricciardo somehow finds a gap there, and Valtteri Bottas gave him enough respect and enough room, and he squeezed through Daniel Ricciardo to take the lead of the Chinese Grand Prix. He's gone from yeah. sixth to first. Surely there wasn't any room. Oh, yes, there was. Get it, girl. Get it. Daniel Ricciardo retired from four of the last six races. He had a turbo failure in practice. He very nearly missed out on qualifying. He has made every single opportunity that's come his way today. Ricciardo wins the Chinese Grand Prix. Uh, Will, I believe you're back down in the podcast room uh, tomorrow to record a, a, motors- a V8 Supercars Motorsport podcast. Indeed we are. We'll have... Uh, yeah, we'll what's have happening? Dave- well, we'll have David Reynolds again. He's actually just come off the first re- first race weekend at Australia's brand new race circuit out at S- and South Australia at Tail and Bend, the Bend Motorsport Park. Yep. Um, very eventful weekend. They actually had dust storms out there on the Saturday afternoon that forced the postponement of a race, but spectacular-looking facility. First brand new from-scratch race circuit, like international standard race circuit mm. in Australia built for... <sighs> I wouldn't even care to care to guess. Probably certainly this millennium, anyway. Um, so he'll be in to chat about that. And we've also had a tip that there is a very, very, very big supercars announcement coming tomorrow. So wow! Hopefully that drops before we record the podcast. Otherwise, we're all going to sound a bit silly. Three varies. I'd probably include a fourth. Okay. It, it is. That from what sounds... from what we've been from what we're hearing, this is this is big. Wow, okay. Uh, I'm, I don't know if I should be scared or excited. Very, very excited. <laughs> I know I am. If this if this proves to be true. Yeah, right. Yes. Okay, well, I know what I'm going to be asking you as soon as we uh, go off air in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Once we've turned uh, the mic off, yes. <laughs> stay tuned, yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, Will Dale, uh, motorsport journalist of Fox Sports Australia, thank you very much for joining the Splash. Thank you. Well, I'm very intrigued as to, as to what that uh, news just might 
be. Uh, stay tuned, I suppose. Head on onto the website tomorrow. Uh, look out for the Fox Sports Motorsport uh, Supercars podcast as well. Will Dale will be joined by uh, motorsport producer here at Fox Sports, AJ Hawkins, plus uh, Dave Reynolds as well. So uh, that should be great. Uh, and once again, thank you very much to Will for joining today's Splash. Please continue the conversation with me on, on Twitter if you want, uh, at Phil underscore prior. Uh, look out for the Take Me Now. I have seen it all podcast as well. That just dropped. Uh, and that's a wrap.